This podcast is distributed for general informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to constitute legal tax, accounting, or investment advice. The information, opinions, and views contained herein are our own and may be subject to change at any time without prior notice. All investment strategies and investment involve risk of loss. Any reference in investment past or potential performance is not and should not be construed as a recommendation or as a guarantee of any specific outcome or profit. Hey guys, uh, here we are back with uh, Venue Ventures, Jeremy and Nate. Yeah, we're just going to chat away, talking about whatever. Who yeah. knows? There's a few things that have happened. Yeah, just just a slight eventful Monday, that's for certain. I, I'm quite amazed, you know, to see what has gone on today. And I, I know that uh, most people that have holdings probably had a pretty decent day. Nate, he's, he's over here just... Uh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> you know, his clothes are just now back on after <laughs> all the excitement and uh, to clean up from all the mess. Most everybody knows, you know, the four people that listen is uh, I'm heavy <laughs> crypto, obviously. And um, good old Elon Musk. Uncle Elon. This is what we've talked about before when he, he came out and said it's inevitable. When do we do Bitcoin? How do I get it into, you know, my company? And uh, the, he did 1.5 billion, about 10% of <laughs> their cash holdings for Tesla. And that's the tip of the spear like uh, yeah so michael's he was tweeting michael saylor um from microstrategy about this because he's the one that came through he's been the big voice of take your cash in your business put it into bitcoin michael so saylor or elon michael saylor okay and so he had been tweeting about it a lot and uh, they had a little um little tweet back and forth like you know it, are bitcoin purchases of uh, that size um, are you able to do that? And he said, yes, DM me kind of thing. And it was a big deal. People were like, oh, crap. Watch well, here this. it comes. And then, you know, things kind of kept moving. And then we had this little Elon uh, fake out candle, which was this little spot right here. Oh, where yeah. he just put Bitcoin into his uh, Twitter, uh, basically his uh, bio. It just had Bitcoin in the little symbol. That's all he put was Bitcoin. That's all he put. And then, you know, it, it ripped up, ripped right back down. And then it just steadily went up and up and up. And then last night he <laughs> posted that uh, they had, uh, well, there was an SEC filing. So basically saying, hey, we got $1.5 And so the other thing is Michael Saylor, I think it was last weekend, they just had a symposium where they had 1,400 businesses that uh, were basically listening to a bunch of the people from MicroStrategy of how to, you know, take your money and put it into Bitcoin to be able to hedge against inflation, whatever else you want to do, some type of investment, yeah. that kind of thing. 1,400 companies. And these aren't, you know, mom, mom and pop's donut shops. So these are big no. companies that were doing yeah. this. So in Tesla, tip of the spear. They're oh, yeah. Big, they. big company, <laughs> richest man in the world. Like, okay. The, uh, so... I mean, it's like I don't know how to quell my excitement <laughs> right now. Like I said, it's he's just now put his clothes back on. He's just been uh, <laughs> there was quite a mess that he, that was here that he had to clean up. So it it was 
it's something that you've been pretty well banging the drum on the possibility of this for the longest time. I mean, the, for the three people that have listened or two people, are we up to four people that listen now? Maybe no, four. I haven't actually looked at the actual stats. So, Well, every time I listen to it, it counts as one. So I, I so we have five listens because yeah. I listened to it three times. Yeah, there we go. No, I, I think you've been banging the drum since uh, well before the start of the year, but even especially then on, on where you think – uh, this could this could run to, and this is kind of playing out almost exactly as you drew it up. Um, uh, I want to say two weeks ago. Well, let's just look at this little bad boy that I had sitting here for a while. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, if we look at here, just the year uh, mm -hmm. when we, you know, closed out the year, it's just been following the same pattern, just moving on up, moving on up, moving on up, sitting at a you know the one six one eight here is a little little stopping point maybe we'll see i think there's going to be a lot of momentum with this uh, news that came out so i don't know it's so, <coughs> so uh, for everybody that's out there looking at the potential of uh adding to their overall portfolio or holdings of this um right now if you were if you were looking at things would you would you prognosticate that there is going to be a slight pullback here in the near term future or you think this is going to be a continued uh rising Oh, I, number. I, I don't. I think we had our little slight pullback when yeah. we look at um, down in like the twenty nines. Yeah, so we hit forty k, forty one k. Yeah, you know, in the beginning of January, and then we dropped down back into twenty eight, twenty nine k. Yeah, you know, and that you know all the way until just yesterday when we you know ripped up. You know, so we had over a month, just about a month of consolidation. I think that that was it for the in, for the midterm for right now. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll get another pullback, yeah. But I don't think it's going to be. I, I think we get we get some movement up to probably fifty. Let me get a different uh, your little purple line deal. Yeah, this one I just like to do for large time frames. Yeah. So if you look at this, uh, the the fib levels coming up here because really after you go, you know, blue sky growth, it's fib levels are the only thing you can really go by to see where it's going. I think forty seven is going to be our first little test. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it holds for very long. Okay. A couple of days maybe. And then I think we see the fifties, 53 to 56. And again, I don't think that's going to hold, but much more than maybe a week or two. Uh, and then I think we see up to 70 and I think we rip up into there. Nice. Then, then I think we see another pullback kind of like we did here, 30%, you know, 20% dip. Um, and then a little consolidation for maybe another month which would kind of play into the whole March-April time frame. Yep. I think that's kind of what we see this rip up for the next month until the middle of March, and then another pullback from March-April, and then and then it's moon time. Moon time, six figures, 100K. Hey, that'd be that'd be welcome for a lot of people, I think, especially. 100K by May. Man, that would just be phenomenal. So as far as, you know, when it comes up to those levels, if it does a 30% pullback and it gets up to – uh, 70k, let's say. So a 30% pullback would be down in the 450 or 50s. 50. I think yeah. 50. Yeah, if you if you go 70, you know, the 60. If you go to this fib level 68, which you know you probably rip above 70, even if it goes up to the 77, you're looking at you know 50, 55. I, I mean, so. Whenever I'm looking at stuff for you know buying stuff on sale or or anything along those lines, if I were looking at these charts here, I would. I would probably guesstimate, uh, based off of my limited capabilities, that 
the time to buy would have been, you know, back when it was in that 28, 29 range when you were recommending it. Uh, it's funny because I get, I mean, I've had no less than 10 phone calls and texts today. Today. Of, yeah. of, oh, should I buy Bitcoin now? No. And, and the funny part was, is most of them I've been talking to over the last month, you yeah. know, when it ripped up to 40K. And I was like, look, anything that you see in the 30s, you know, low 30s, buy it up, buy it up. None of them. Well, no, I should say none of them. Some of them did. But it was like in, it's like, I get it though. It's how can to, it be that high? How yeah. can it be that, you know, they don't spend the amount of time I do looking at this and understanding, you know, the, the institutional buyers that are coming in, the just different platforms that are being built around Bitcoin and the other cryptocurrencies. I mean, it's just the ecosystem is growing so much. It's ridiculous. So, well, and when you look at things too, as far as investable, uh, investable securities or, or anything that's looking at investable, whenever it's up to this this height, if it continues to make this run, then you ha certainly have exit points if you get nervous along the way that are that are going to allow for you to, to get out if you overall get scared or something along those lines. But I would look at this and say, um, I, I know for myself, I increased some of my personal exposure to some of the crypto stuff, but I was restricted on being able to purchase GBTC through um, Ally Invest. And, and certainly there's nothing that's perfect on the um, security side of things, being able to get full exposure to um, Bitcoin right now that yeah. I, that I'm aware of. Um, you know, it's it's all those backdoor or back way of uh, you know your your GBTCs, your bit bitwise, bitwise, uh, ETH, yeah, those types of holdings to get the exposure that I was looking for. I I certainly know for myself that that my comfort level is not necessarily having more than or at the time of purchase, I didn't want more than 10%. Now, obviously, as it grows, then uh, then your overall exposure grows in comparison to how your other investments are doing. So right. for me personally, I, I saw that 10% as, as a number that was, hey, I, I want to have the exposure, but I don't necessarily want to overcommit to something that I'm not 100% behind, similar to right. other people that might be more comfortable with the exposure, i.e. you and understanding how the overall markets work, understanding the charting, understanding uh, just the various um, aspects of the Bitcoin world or even the crypto world, understanding alt seasons and those types of things. So I, I look for myself and I can understand somewhat of maybe those 10 people that have contacted you today and, and looking for, hey, uh, should I buy now? Should I buy now? Well, you should have bought last week. And then if it's if always it, last week, it's always last <laughs> week or it's always when that sale was. I, and in fact, you know, if, if I could have recommended for anybody to buy back in March, you know, that's what I would have done. And I think I did. we did our, our best to well, try to recommend back in March. Put your money in. Put, put your, your money, money in. in. Everything's on sale. You know, it's time to buy. And that's when I when we fully look to, to get invested in those regards. But there's a lot of I still think a lot of room for growth overall, not only in, in these crypto worlds, but but in the uh, oh, yeah. securities world as well. The, well, they're warming up the printing presses right now. And I think uh, I had a few people in the Discord that were asking, um, you know, like what other things to invest in when they talk about crypto itself. Like, because, you know, you're a institution, you're a, you know, legacy investor, yeah. right? Yeah, the more, majority more of your so stuff is, right? More so, yeah. And that's what the majority of people are. But how do I get exposure to it? And that's the problem. Yeah. That's why Michael Saylor was having these, you know, conferences for these businesses. It's like, well, how, how do I do this? How do I get this? Well, there's other ways that you can do it too that are easier. You know, you can buy, there's blockchain companies, there's mining companies. Yep. Like Mara, Riot, um, you've got. <laughs> Look uh, at those just doing a little, yes. a little jump today. Just a slight forty percent on yeah. both of those, and so they're going to run with Bitcoin. I mean, yeah. they're going to, you know, in in a sense, they're going to have that same push of Bitcoin. You have 
you know, Argo blockchain, which this one's, I'm pretty excited about this one just because it's, it's newer. Like yeah, it, it looks newer. It when has, did it come out? January? Uh, no, uh, December. December. Okay. Yep. So it's only a couple months old. It's only a couple months old. I think they're, they've bought more miners than any of the other mining companies that are out there. Wow. There's a lot of stuff to it. So they're, I mean, excited about them and they haven't even hit their all time high, even though, you know, Bitcoin is. So there's some, there's some room for this to kind of take off and go through with it. You've got, um, Silvergate Capital, which, uh, you know, we have, we have that in our holding as well. And that is the bank basically that backs and utilizes for all the, all the exchanges. Oh, nice. Uh, Coinbase, Kraken, uh, Gemini, all your large exchanges uses them. Uh, and then you've got, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, the B- beef barf. Barf. <laughs> got barf. It's another, it's another Bit mining. Farms. Yeah. It's another, uh, blockchain, blockchain, it, or it's a, um, Mining, mining company. Mining company. Yeah. So when did they oh. come out? When was They've there? been around for a while, but okay. um, you can see the, the lack of volume as it just dipped down into the end of October, which would have been a beautiful buy, but I didn't even know about it until recently. Uh, another one I forgot about was Hive Blockchain. Oh, yeah. So that's another one. So, so a lot of that volume, though, though, looks like it was more at the s- start of the year, obviously, when there was that big all-time high, and then... Yeah. You get your peaks yeah. of volume in the big cells. So mm. if you look at anything, um, you know, let's look at like P-Quiz. We were just up on P-Quiz. Yeah. Because it kind of gives you an overall. If you look at where the, your peak volumes are, it's always on those big cell sides, right? Yeah. And you're going to see some green in there too, but that's where the majority of your cells come through. You yeah. know, same thing here. So um, if you're getting, that's where uh, in the technical side, if you see volume, precedes price so if you're sitting in a low side so say it's the opposite this way right and then you're kind of in a consolidation let me uh let me pull up gala here because this has been a fun one um i have to like (laughs) extend it out because it's it's gone a little parabolic here lately but a little yeah so (laughs) (laughs) if you look at uh this time right here so we have this we have this consolidation 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 and this if you see this candle is a tiny little candle right here right it barely moved but you look at that volume on that same candle down below. Like it was the biggest volume by far. That up until that point in time. Up until that point in time. But the price didn't follow. And the price didn't fall because there was a lot of sell. So you kind of, just because it's green doesn't mean it like it goes up really high. It's just you had a lot of buy sell. Uh, that was the trigger point for me to put a bunch in at that point in time. I already had been buying and consolidating. But at that point, I was like, here we go. We're going to get a little pump. Because yeah. You, you see all that. It had already been depressed. It had already been consolidating. It had put in some higher lows. You can't really see it here because, again, it was just so so low. But and then it ripped up from there, did another consolidation. Uh, these, this, who knows what's going on here, man, but it's just been. <laughs> with some of the stuff, you can explain it with charts, but it, with sometimes you just can't, right? Uh, you know, it's like they the thing about Gala that I like, they're just a – they're a gaming company first. Mm-hmm. They're using blockchain. They like the concept of blockchain to be able to give it to the, give it back to the players. Like um, the stuff that you purchase on there, like your your uh, they call them NFTs, your non fungible tokens. But they're using it for um, y- y- your in game um, uses, whether it be like a a skin or uh, you know I always go to first person shooters or a certain gun or yeah. things like that. Well, if you pay for that. In a normal game, you don't get you don't get it back. You just pay for it, which is great. You get to play it, and you get the excitement of it, and that kind of thing. But in the the blockchain world, they're making it so you own it. So if I buy it, 
I get to use it and I own it and then I can sell it to somebody else. Oh, so if somebody wants just, it, they could buy it from yeah, you or whatever. Or I could just transfer it to somebody. Um, there's so many levels to it that I could go super deep with it. But yeah. these guys are a gaming company first. So they they have the blockchain techs behind, but they're not focused on the blockchain. Like they're not, they're just using it to make it so they can give it back. So they have a lot of great stuff coming out in their games. Really good developers. They've got a big game that's going to be coming out probably the end of this year. Uh, called Mirandus, and it's a MMORPG, GGB, whatever <laughs> it is. It's a, it's like a, a, a one of those role playing. It's uh, not Leroy the, Jenkins. What oh, was that game? The Dota. Uh, the well, I don't know, man. Uh, you're out of my, you're out of my realm. I'm a first person shooter. Yeah, yeah. I don't but know. a lot of people play those games. Like, yeah, a lot. And it's got some killer graphics. League of Legends or whatever. That, isn't that? What, I don't know what that stuff is. I I'll just pull up a couple of uh, a couple of the like pictures that they have on here. So this is some of the graphics that they have going on um, in, in the world itself that you're going to be able to kind of maneuver around and have your own adventures. And so uh, it's a cool, I like them. I, I like the, you know, and I've talked with um, the developers and the CEO and, you know, just kind of what their visions are and how they're doing. And, and they're super active in the community too. Like they're not just off in this other direction and they're focused on how they want to make that game better for everybody that's in it. So it's pretty cool, pretty cool environment. And I've definitely invested a bit in there. Yeah. Uh, but I gained a lot, a lot of it back today. Goes back to what you, what I've, uh, what, what the saying that I heard yesterday, I really like it. No risk it, no biscuit. You know, you <laughs> that's gotta, a good one. <laughs> I, I know you guys heard it during the Super Bowl, but, uh, for, for me, it's before, uh, before October came along and my new saying was, uh, not my problem. Uh, it was no risk it no biscuit and sometimes you got to risk it for these types of things that you can see that you can have a vision in i like your gala coins and other things i know that for myself i've over the last month uh due to this uh uh venue ventures trying to pick a an overall winning stock for the year type of thing i find myself getting addicted to certain stocks and certain things that that just really um I, i don't know they talk to me or something like that and and I fell in love with mine for some reason, and I don't know why. And and it's hard to get off of it. Uh, BXRX. Yeah, BXRX was the the Bado, one. Bado, Bado, Don't ask me how to say it. Bado, Bodax, Bodax, Bodax. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> I, you know, it's one of those things where uh, today I know it had a nice little run up, and then it came back because they issued some type of um, uh, securities. Uh, cash grab basically more or less so it was up around the two dollars two dollars and what 11 cents or something like that and then they right an hour before uh the close they they issued some uh of course right before the close yeah Yeah. warranties for for future offerings and then uh it pulled back really sharply and then after hours it looks like it's coming back up a bit more too they report on on thursday but it's one of those things where you start diving into certain things and you just fall in love with it and you just believe in it uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, it says here, but this one can be off. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, it says I earnings it was, on the 3rd of March. Okay. I could be wrong to you. I don't know much about it. and But it's one of those things where you just watch it and you just see if it you kind of root for it. I don't have uh, – it's certainly I, – I have a bit in holdings in it, but it's not like oh, all my money's locked into these things because I, I just can't operate that way. But uh, – yeah, I mean the the yearly picks are doing pretty amazing. I think they topped over a hundred percent now, uh, doubling for the year so far, in the first month. That's pretty good. Hey, it's it means we've got some smart dudes. I think I'm probably the worst underperforming person yeah. out of the group. Yeah. No. No, we got uh, 
Quantum Scape. Oh, what's QS Quantum Scape? Oh. It's been. Uh, Hey, the year's long. The it's year's, long, yeah, it's a year's long. long. We're only one month into it. That's the other thing, <laughs> yeah. too, is that it's hard to believe we're into February, and it already seems like the amount of growth that we've had for any of our holdings is would be phenomenal for the entire year. And, and trying to gain perspective on on that as a whole is, uh, is hard to do in these extreme green times that we've been having. Oh, yeah. It's, it's almost uh, just comical sometimes when you look at it, and you're like, how? I listened to a podcast the other day. It's a good one. It's uh, the Market Huddle. Mm-hmm. I, you've listened to it with me before on the way back from hunting. Yeah. Um, but they have some really good guests on there. And they had a good one on there. Um, actually, I think I'm still in the middle of it. I have to pull it up so I can tell you which one it is. But So they're talking about uh, this, you know, the situation that came through with the uh, GM, uh, GME GameStop stuff yeah. and how that all went down. And it, they explain it really well. Uh, how the short squeeze works and the fundamentals behind it and the you know how it, how it comes about really good part highly recommend market huddle just just in the fact that they have so much knowledge to impart on any trader both on the the base level yeah. all the way up to like more experience when you start talking about options and other crazy stuff so super good one uh highly rec- recommend those guys they had one on there too with the Ledger Status, who was talking about Bitcoin and the case for Bitcoin. That was another really good one. So I've, I've recommended that one to a few people who want to know, well, why? Why should I buy Bitcoin? So <laughs> he, he's way more literate than I am. The guy talks really well. So uh, me, I'm just a mumble mouth. No, I, I think if, if we talk about financial literacy as far as investing and stuff like that, it is something that for me personally, I, I am woefully... Uh, behind where I should be as far as knowledge base for uh, financial, uh, you know, just doing options, shorts, long, you know, all those types of things. When it, when they make it easy for me to be able to just buy and hold something yeah. where I don't even have to think about what's kind of going in and out, I get to be a dummy, I think, is the is the nice part about it. Yeah, when you look at Soxel. Well, FNG, FNGU is going to be splitting uh, this well, week. They it's, should. They're $375 a freaking share. Yeah, they're going to 10 to 1, so it's going to be down around where we entered in uh, back in March. I have to go all the way back there. I'm like, oh, down. Jesus. Wow. Uh, and so it it's one of those things where when, when these funds are going like this, when anything's going like this, is there a point in time where we start to tap the brakes and look and evaluate – uh okay, it can't continue like this forever. This type of growth or parabolic growth can't continue forever. Everybody knows that, All right? <laughs> and no, no, I I don't know that. Okay, so I don't, I don't know anything. I would guess that that would that would definitely be what I would guess is that it can't continue forever. But as we look right now, it's there's this the end time for it is when. I can't give you a date. I can't give you. Well, an I know we can't like, give a date, but at some point in time, there's got to be some type of signal, right? I. Is yeah. it when they quit printing money? Because, I mean, everybody's supposed to start getting their checks, what, two, three weeks from now, something like that. Well, so I heard it was going out this week. Okay, so, and that's just their next round. There's going to be another oh, round, probably. This is the, yeah, this is the tip of the spear for the for the money going out. So. so, we still have some overall excitement in the market based off the fact that the printing presses are warming up and they're... And they're about <laughs> ready to give us more and more and more. And I say us. I, it's not for us in the fact that I'm not going to be getting a check. I don't think a, no. uh, I don't think we're going to be getting checks. But I think what it what it does for us, our stimulus is coming through the markets being able to shoot up the way that they are. But at some point in time, 
the reality of things is were we induced into a false bear market with the COVID for after the longest running bull market that we've had for 11 years? Uh, so we needed a little reset. You mean like they let's bring this reset on to kind of get, pre- create well, the liquidity that's needed? Yeah, no, we've got we've had that liquidity, or we've had the the basic bear market. We had the pullback in the GDP. We had the pullback in everything else. Yeah, and now we're getting the money pump. Yeah, at some point in time, the money pump's going to stop. The banks are going to be starting to increase their interest rates. Is it? Are we going to see the pullback? Uh, or how much growth are we going to see between now and that point in time? I mean, the yellow line there can extend up. Let's just go to the end of the year, right? I'm going to put this on the weekly. Get it easier to see. And if we get any kind of trend just going out that route. Jeez. If it stays on the same trend, right? If it stays on the same trend. Yeah. You know, you're 5,000 in the S&P. If it stays on that same oh, trend. God. How does that happen? I don't... I, I, you know, it can happen in the fact of if they continue to print the money and that type of stuff. But if are we creating a false bull market based off of the liquidity of the you know available funds that are out there, and that the real pullback in the market that was supposed to happen back due to the COVID or whatever? I mean, it's going to be a, a revisionist look back. Always, it always is. But at what point in time do you prepare yourself for that? Is it when they stop the press? Is it when they raise the rates? Is it when they? I, at what what's the trigger point? I mean, right now it's easy. I, I guess I look at the, I track every day. I, I track the overall amount under management growth or loss on a daily basis. Uh, the, the, part, the times that make me the most nervous are when we have the largest amount of growth. And because you know, uh, we're going to get some kind of dip. I know that it's the, the flop, the rubber band, the snapback, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say that it is on the horizon at some point in time. Everybody is too overly confident right now in the markets, oh. and and it makes me the most nervous. I was the best. I felt the best back in back in March and April on being a buyer and a holder, based off the fact that everybody was pessimistic about where we were going and what was going on. That was when I was I felt the most comfortable. Right now, everybody's like, uh, "There's no end in sight. There's no end in sight. This thing goes on forever." Blah blah blah. It it makes me the most nervous. Uh, and I, you know, when I had naked running up. Uh, two yeah. weeks ago, and yeah. it, it it was just it, it was uncomfortable for me. Uh, and so when these when these type of large growths happen in a short time frame, I'm always looking for at what point in time does it slow down? Does it stop? Does it pull back and start dropping again? Not that I would typically sell, but I just need to know how much further growth do we have? If we get another 100, 200 percent growth right from from now. And then we have a pullback of 30 or 40%. Okay, is that going to be a... We're still higher than our current numbers. We're still higher than where we're at uh, even before COVID, you know? Uh, So... Well, if you look at this, so this is S and P. Okay. So let's let's. Uh, I was hyp- killing time talking, mumbling on while you were doing the lines on there. So so hypothetically, let's say you know, obviously we're gonna get a, we're getting a pump. The stuff's like the money's coming in. I've been saying this for a while. The end of February, March time frame, I think, is where we're gonna see the the pullback. So hypothetically, this continues up in this general direction, right? In the 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 meantime, right here. Okay. Right? And so we kind of get to this March mid March time frame. And we break down from here. I mean, what if we come up to four thousand for the S and P? 
is a drop from here. That's only five percent drop, and then run this trend line up to the next side. To the next side. I mean, that's still even running this trend line still gets you, you know, in the end of the year to forty-eight, thirty-two. Jeez, for the S and P. That's uh, for the S and P. That's just hey, you know, twenty-five. 25% growth <sighs> from now. That's not even from the beginning of the year. So, And you I can usually take to the bank that the S&P is going to do anywhere from 8 to 10% annually um, if you look over a time frame. You know, 8 to 10%. Yeah, you're going to have your up years. You're going to have your down years. But I think if you were to look out over the last three or four years, it's been a considerable jump um, Yeah, uh, over that 8 or 10% growth for that time frame. The only thing I think um, in the short term that's really going to bring it down, I think, is some sort of another black swan type event. You yeah. know, in having two in consecutive year, one each year in consecutive years would be kind of unheard of in a sense. Um, but we have so much momentum. We do. We have a lot. And I I just, uh, the over-exuberance or the overconfidence in, I, I feel for myself, the overconfidence of feeling like, oh, I'm a genius. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm such a good stock picker. You know, it, it really isn't the case. You know, I, I, I feel it's a false sense for me. And I, I got to always feel like there is that other shoe that's going to drop. And I got the reminder last year, whenever it dropped back, it pulled back 70% of my holdings. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like, okay, that's the reality check of things. And some people may or may not have ever experienced that. But I've, I've personally experienced, I felt that number move. Mm -hmm. It never really affected my pocketbook. Or, or anything along those lines. Right, because you're not living off it. That's no. just your down-the-road money. Exactly. And it's, you know, my target dates are, are further out, further down the road. My goals are set for certain time frames based off of my age. The part that gets me is that I I look at these things, and, and the numbers just are unreal. In a literal sense, they are unreal what we are seeing on these numbers. And what we are projecting for these numbers, or what I project for these numbers, are just unfathomable in the short term, short term to midterm, I would say. Midterm being, you know, six, eight months from now. Yeah. They are unbelievable in my in my mind. Well, so let's go over a couple of scenarios that people have, I mean, I've read about and people talk about. You have, obviously, interest rates um, not staying low. Uh, but Yeah, but they've committed to that for at least through 2022. We're in 2021, so all the way through the, 2022. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. that's not happening. And even when it does happen, then it's not going to be like they're going to raise it. You know, five percent, five percent a day. Yeah. It's going to be a gradual thing. You're going to see it quarter kind of, percent type of things. You just see step. the growth kind of slow. It'll it'll be there. So I really don't see the interest rates going there. And I actually don't think they're going to end up doing it next year either. It just, I think they push it out even more. Housing maybe. I mean, we're looking at housing has been another an unbelievable uh, growth. Unbelievable. Uh, you look at the housing market itself, the building market, um, lumber. Lumber's been out of control. Uh, maybe that's another bubble that's there. But, I mean, interest rates are so low there that, you know, people, people are able to borrow. buy yeah, buy larger houses, borrow more. Um, you know, is it the is the next Black Swan event, is it going to be some sort of uh, – Aliens. Civil War. Well, aliens are out, dude. We, we don't even have to talk about that. It's already been there. <laughs> aliens are out. Look, that's the thing the that kills me. The cat's out of the bag on that. That kills me that we are not talking. Okay, I'm going to go a little on the side of craziness here. Yes. I ain't crazy. How is nobody talking about aliens? Well, it's been confirmed, right? What? That, no big deal. I don't care. No big deal. Look, the U.S. has come out and said, one, okay, we have, uh, we have UFOs. We have craft from another 
out of this solar or out of this from our planet. You know, right? Like it's aliens. We have UFOs, actual crafts that the U.S. government has knowledge of. They just came out again with some other thing about the fact that they're going to put a whole dump of all this alien information that is out there. Yeah, uh, it was already supposed to be released. Some people already have it. But we don't talk about it. What we else don't we need do? to. We've what? all seen Independence Day back in the nineties. You know, I want to know. What are we? What? What? <laughs> let's go. What am I missing? I want to know about this. How are we not doing? Do you? Do you really want to know? I do. I do. I want to know who's an alien, who's not. I know I'm not. I know I'm not. Uh, well, okay. I maybe I have some alien DNA. What do you think? Definitely. He's showing me. He's peeling back. He's got a little. Uh, Lizard skin. He's yeah, showing me right now. Well, I breathe through my eyeballs, so that's no big deal. Everybody no big does deal. that. But aliens, dude. How are we not talking about aliens? We got a little off subject there, but it's anyways, like, okay, so aliens come down. Great. Yeah, that'll probably be some pullback. People will be scared. Uh, I They'd think freeze the markets, though. That would be the case. So you wouldn't be able to buy or sell anything at that point in time. But would you really need... Would you really... I want to. I mean, would you need to if aliens come down? You just no. I'd be like, do you guys okay. accept Bitcoin? Yeah. <laughs> it's this cool thing called Bitcoin. Hey, it's bros. They'd be like, yeah, we've known about this for years. Yeah. Now, uh, the other one, uh, and this is an actual concern that I have in like the back of my brain is civil war. Yeah. Uh, just because we're such a divided nation, um, you know, you got your Trumpies and you've got your Antifa basically coming on e- either side to, you know, the far left and the far rights kind of going at it. And it just, our nation is completely divided. There's so many things that are crazy. Uh, COVID, does this next strain turn out to be worse than the first one? It's not supposed to be, but who knows? It's kind of the same time frame as last year that kind of was, you know, yeah. really taking hold. But we're opening up schools now. Yeah. Even though sure we have are. cases that are higher than they've ever been. <laughs> yeah, this is directly affecting you. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, restaurants are starting to open back yep. up. Gyms. Gyms are open back I'm up. Loving it. You know, so it's like, I'm all for it. Look, get back to it. But, you know, this, you know, go back in time. And if this comes out to be, you know, oh, this one's worse, what do we got to do? So does that, does that affect? Uh, did or they burn we, all the, the medical capital too? I mean, could, are yeah. we looking like uh, all these medical warnings that come out? Okay. They've been out every year, but for some reason, this, this one was big, you know, yeah. this one was worse than every other one. And maybe it was, yeah. it, you know, I, I'm not a genius. I don't know. I'm not an epidemiologist or a, a whatever it is that's that matters for determining you know <laughs> how these things w- work out i i just know that bitcoin's ripping i just gotta pull it up oh past 45 hey just a cool 16 percent growth and uh, moving up moving up in a 24 hour time frame right less than this was last night this was at four o'clock in the morning I, I was just looking there at what uh oh over here on the side yeah 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 so that's a 24 hour um ticker well, day. that goes through four o'clock, so we we've got to. another forty-five minutes until that thing. Yeah, get up to fifty k. Uh, I think we hit forty-seven. Do a little pullback at forty-seven. So, yeah, I would say this is that yes, there could be another black swan event. I think that the government has shown what their response is going to be whenever these type of events happen. So, is there some security in knowing that? Is there? An epic failure that's potential, it is. It's a slim percent, I would say. Because yeah. I think that what you would have is a is a pullback based off of an immediate response to whatever event that is that's coming right. up. Right. But the play sheet or the playbook or whatever you want to say has already been laid out, and there's still a lot of layers left that they could pull out and use. And their most responsive one, uh, for the people at least, or for the markets, I feel, has been those direct payments to the people. And yep. if that continues on, 
we could see uh, an extended run well beyond 2022 with overall growth. What yeah. do you got? Oh, I'm just seeing if there's any inf- information for the next stimulus check. I heard uh, it was supposed to be coming out this week. Um, this was today. Let's see. I don't say. It doesn't say. I read somewhere that they're supposed to be getting it out this week to people. So I don't know. The idea of it is better than possibly the delivery of it. I mean, in all reality, the markets have responded last week once they uh, made the deal or once they started to finalize the deal of moving it forward for getting the stimulus checks out to the people. It started the market turnaround from the previous week, in my mind, at least. Yeah. And and so uh, things are kind of moving the way that they're supposed to right now. Uh, do we have another week or two of this continuized uh, green growth? I sure. can't. It's possible. I so. Like I said, move it up to March. Man, hit uh, hit four thousand S and P in March, and then uh, and then we have a pullback. Yeah, five ten percent maybe. Where would that be? Down to this back into here. Eight percent. So back to last thirty seven last, last week. week. Last week. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where. If you were to track it and see what your overall holdings are doing over that time frame and just have some calm patience with with things, you'd realize, okay, it responded negatively to this or it responded negatively to whatever's coming yeah. down the pipe. But it it more than likely will come back, and if it doesn't in the time frame that people want, then we overall get some type of action from the government to help and move it along. Well, and you look how fast it rebounds. I mean, this was off of March, and you get these you know pullbacks, but, I mean, within – a couple of weeks after that, it's right back to where it was at before. So, you know, unless there's something, unless we see something that's like a, a major, you know, black swan event, yeah. I don't, I don't see the overall trend of this going up subsiding. So well, we had that. Wh- when was it that Trump push after he got elected? It was from that November election of Trump till some point in time back in 16. What is the run hmm. for, for Biden right now that we got uh, from the election day from election day? So November uh, right here. 2nd. Yeah, November 2nd. Although the open is down here. Let's put on the open. 18%. Just a cool 18%. Just a cool 18%. Through February whatever. February, what day is it today? It's the 8th. Jeez Louise. But I remember the big thing was retrace Trump. Yeah, and it did. Retrace Trump. We were... So November of 16. Yeah, so we're right in here. It's close. Look at that. What is that? Oh, yeah. We actually yeah, we were. So he ran through. We literally retraced Trump. Look at that. Yeah. We tagged it. Tipped it. It went just below on the net, on the DAC, I remember. Yeah. And so. which was awesome because it allowed for buying opportunities for dummies like me. But uh, what you look at, so the growth of Trump after he got elected till a certain point in time, it eventually cooled off. When was that? May of six of seventeen. Um, this here. Oh, so it kept on running. Oh, we had. I mean, he had little kind of little dips here, like in March. Look at Feb, March, up. But then we get all the way up to you know basically January eighteen was when we had the the bigger longer pullback. But it rebounded, and then we had the bigger dip after that. Uh, that came down to into December of eighteen, and then we had just basically rip up until March of uh, two thousand twenty. 
So what was that growth then from the election day, that green line to the top of the from the top of uh, the first dip? First dip? Yeah, right there. 30%. Okay. And that was without any major stimulus uh, coming down the pipe. So No, nah, there was a lot of, uh, you know, tax Trump cuts. Tax cuts, you know, that kind of pushed some stuff. Uh, there was the whole, um, no, that was in 18, the China talks. Yeah. That Trump was, tweets. Yeah, Trump tweets. So, yeah, stimulus, I mean, that's actual money coming in. That's why when we go back to the DAC, this is my favorite one. I got to pull a different one up. I, I think what we're looking at is that we have, and we I say it more or less just to kind of reaffirm my own beliefs, um, because of the of everybody that I know, you probably have the most bearish outlook on uh, markets and stuff like that as a whole. But I think your overall outlook and viewpoint moving forward, at least in the near to midterm, is that you're pretty bullish. In fact, you're full bull. Full bull. Full bull. Full bull. And I've been a full bull my whole life. Whole life. And I will probably be a full bull for, for a long time too because I, I look at what's the what's the downturn potential off of the continued growth. So say we have another 30, 40% growth in the overall NASDAQ and S&P before they have a 10% pullback. Okay, you're still positive in the short term, long term, whatever. Yep. Well, this was, uh, so this is the NASDAQ. This is kind of my the you look, if you look back this is the dot com boom yeah um and the reason i like this is because there was a lot of money that came in uh lots when you compare it to the amount of money that came in here to the amount of money because it's all relative to gdp and that kind of stuff the yeah. amount of money getting pushed into it it's very similar and so you're i mean if you look at the growth you look at this long wicked candle right you had continued growth coming up all the way up into this point in time where you had a huge pullback and then you basically had another six was it two more candles after that and that last candle was a retard candle sorry i probably shouldn't say that <laughs> but i mean it was an insane candle that just rocketed up well and you could use a, a retard in the, in the musical terms but it means well okay never mind <laughs> <laughs> nobody listens anyway no but i mean it it, it just rocket shipped up and that's what we're looking at doing it again pushing the money in i'm playing on bull for the money playing the short to midterm that we're just going to it's going to be ridiculous amounts of cash coming in and i'm hedging myself on that side will i change if something major happens yes i am not a long-term holder to the point where i'm going to leave it in there through <laughs> a giant dip we know that so yeah if something major happens i'll cut bait i'm out i'll jump back in but this is what i'm looking at if i were to be in you know, my long terms are horrible my long-term calls are the worst but if i were looking at it I and when you sounds, say short to midterm, you're talking because my midterm is like twelve to eighteen months. Okay, for for the for the legacy, legacy markets, yeah. yeah, for that short to midterm. And I think you see, I mean, that's a ridiculous amount of growth if you look at you know for the rest of the year yeah, from it's here. Twenty one. 20. That's a seventy percent growth in the Nasdaq. That would be ridiculous. That but would be unbelievable. If you look at that same candle down here, where it came up to this top one, that's a ninety one. It's ninety one percent growth. So. It's not unheard of when you have that amount of money coming yeah. in. And we've seen stuff just ridiculous. I mean, th I, I'm looking at, I have Ocugen, Yeah, right? I bought this dumb thing. You can see my entry. Oh, let's go to Wikipedia. 
it's a little easier to see on the weekly. This is not my entry. My entry, where did it go? It was on the other one. It was at like 24 cents. cents or something. So 30 cents was my entry. Uh, and so if we look at that, it, and it, I mean, I liked the technicals of it is why I got into it. And we had played this on our, on our account as well. We made a little bit of money on it. Uh, I never did it on my personal side. I got back into it on my personal side. I said, okay, this is great. They came out with news like that. They are going to be working with, uh, for COVID vaccines and that kind of stuff out of India and whatnot. And it ripped. Well, I sold, I sold half of my shares up here, made a really nice profit, let the other half go. This is my biggest to date. Uh, it's at, I think, what I say? 60 X 55 X. If you're at I 30 think. cents, I mean, you're up at like, a. Uh, my math skills are, I think it was a 55 X is what it ended up being. Unbelievable. Let's see. Yeah. 45 X 46. I don't even know. I can't, I can't figure it out, but it's a lot. It's a lot. And that's in a short time frame. Really short time frame. Now, again, it was a small, small cap, 30 cents. So they have a lot of growth that they can go on to. Um, but there's things that are in play that are going to be pushing money. We look at Tesla. Yeah. We'll just look at what's happened with Tesla. I mean, it's a, it's a large company in terms of its market cap. Yes. Uh, and it looks extremely bullish right there. I almost want to buy it at $863, which sounds dumb because it had a split and went down. We split back here somewhere. Yeah, no, I, I think Scott bought it back in oh. like April, uh, March of last year or something, February of last year. And it it split and it's like, oh, neat. You just missed out on This 11. is a large. This is a large company. And from March, it's down that low. That's, that's not fair. Let's just go from before it. It, everything fell it's still up 341 percent even if you take away this entire time frame it, you i don't think that people can understand that type of perspective on that time frame and what that means i, I like it's that's you, why this money's done yeah. that's why when i look at and i know it sounds ridiculous and i'm not i'm not betting in the house on this stuff no but you got to play where the money is at and the money is going into the risk on assets your stocks your your Bitcoin, uh, anything that your normal, uh, you know, everyday investor wouldn't put stuff into, money is flowing into it, and a lot of money's flowing yeah. into it. And you got to ride it. You got to use it to your advantage. No risk it, no biscuit. That's no what it's risk it. That's what the name of this one's going to be. No risk it, no biscuit. No risk it, no biscuit. So, well, what else you got, man? That's about it, man. It's just been a great day. It's been a great trading year so far, as far as. I say trading. I'm not a trader. I'm yeah. an investor. It's been so a great holding year for you so far. It's been a great holding year, but it's basically an extension from March <laughs> of last year. I, there's been a few buys here and there that I've done that, that have been pretty good in the short term. It And a lot that, well, just one that makes me uncomfortable is that naked one where it jumped up from like the 14 cents up to, well, it just went stupid. And now it's, you know, leveling off at buck 15 a buck 15 hey still up still up well yeah. i've been uh, i sold out enough to i think i've sold half my holdings a little over half the holdings half my purchase on it and so for that for now i'm just like well let's see if it does a moonshot you never know on sometimes never on know. these crazy deals you might get a moonshot like an oxygen or something like that that maybe there's some good news that's coming down the pike who knows well they put a couple of stuff out but we'll see maybe something else maybe all of a sudden they're going to start mining for Bitcoin, for something stupid, they're gonna turn naked into miners. The naked, no, they're gonna be the uh, naked blockchain group. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was naked mole rats. 
Well, I want to leave uh, two things. One, the no risk it, no biscuit, which is great. But also, uh, you reminded me today of you make your own luck. Yes, you know that's right. I said I was lucky, but you're like you're like you make your own luck, and that's that's one of my taglines. Yes, you make it your is. own luck, and it's hundred percent correct. If you don't put yourself in a situation to be able to make the money, you're not going to make the money. So put yourself in a situation to create a better financial situation for yourself. Yeah, you know what? No risk it, no biscuit, and you make your own luck. That's right. And we'll leave it there. <laughs>